Hey everybody, you're listening to Esther and Jeff. This is episode 14. Yeah, 14 episodes. We made it. (laughs) We made it. You know, that milestone number of 14. 14. The Mm. best number out there. Yeah. Yep. What were you doing at age 14? You don't want to know. Is that... (laughs) Was that freshman year of college? (laughs) Yeah, not college. Yeah, of course it was freshman year of college. I mean, high school. I was very advanced. Yeah, okay. Um, so, this is like the first week of the season that it has not been like super nice and like warm. Um, everything's beginning to cool down a little bit. It like actually reached the 60s over this weekend, which was like unheard, well, not unheard of, but like we, it previously hasn't been this, this cool up here. So it's like the start of fall and everybody's like losing it. What do you mean they're losing it? Everyone's ready for fall. Like everyone up here loves fall. That's like their favorite season and all. Um, my favorite season's summer, so I don't like totally get it. Yeah. So for you, fall is like the end of your favorite yeah, season. Yeah, it's really sad to me. Yeah. It's like, oh, the days are getting shorter. It's getting cooler. And you can always feel fall when it's coming. Like, so the sun will still be like super bright and shiny, but then like the breeze will be really cool. And I hate that. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't hate fall. I think people like fall in Western New York because Western New York has a true fall. Like, the temperature legitimately changes. The trees change colors. Other places claim to have fall, but they don't. Yeah. It's true fall here. In the south, it's just, like, slightly less hot before the winter. But, yeah, in in western New York, it is, like, beautiful. Like, all the trees change different colors. There are a bunch of different species of trees. Um, It's, like, a comfortable temperature because no place has, like, AC. So you can actually, like, open your windows to get a cool breeze in your house. Yeah. And uh, people like the change of clothes. You know, you're not wearing shorts and T-shirts. You're putting pants and uh, sweaters back on. People like that, I guess. I mean, I don't really care for it, but... What's your favorite season? My favorite season would probably be summer, um, but it has it depends on where I am. Because if I'm living in Florida, then my favorite season is not summer. <laughs> yeah, it's miserable. <laughs> but if I'm living in western New York, then yeah, my favorite season is summer. Yeah. I think the worst season is spring. It's miserable. It's the worst. And people who claim to like spring are weird. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever met anybody who actually likes spring. Yeah, that's the worst season. People say <laughs> winter's the worst, but at least winter is different. You know, spring is just horrible. It's muddy and it rains all the time. And yeah. oh gosh, you have to prepare for like so many different options. Like it might be really cold or it might be kind of warm or, yeah. and then it looks like, it looks garbagey outside. Like mm-hmm. in the winter, it's cold, but it's kind of beautiful, especially if there's snow, you mm-hmm. know, and the summer it's amazing. It's green, green and all that. And the fall is all these different colors and spring is just Oh my god, it's horrible. Yeah. It's like the trees don't have leaves and it's yeah, it's just I hate it. Spring sucks. Yeah, it's not the best. And especially up here, it feels like it's just a continuation of winter. Like there's still like not enough sunlight and it's still like really cold outside. And so you're just like waiting yeah. for the weather to break. Yeah, it's cold, but there's no snow on the ground. So <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh cool, it's cold, but now it's ugly. And instead of ra- or instead of snow, it's now raining, which yeah. is like way worse than snow. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. No, you know what? Um Summer's, yeah, by far my favorite. Fall is 
probably second. Well, yeah, it's second. I like winter for only... a small amount of time. Winter's cool for like a month or two. Mm-hmm. And then like February and March and you're just like, oh my God. Winter is awful always. So yeah, yeah it makes sense that fall would be your second favorite because they're like two garbage winter or two garbage seasons and two like okay seasons well one great season one okay season and then two total garbage i don't think i'm i don't think i'm as strongly leaning towards summer as you but this time of year is fine and you know football just started like this school started up like this is like that time of year where like your life changes a little bit it's like the second new year Mm mm-hmm which, like, I don't know, for people who are still in school or for, like, teachers and stuff, like, I can see that being, like, a really cool, like, enlivening part of the year. But for me, it's just, like, kind of sad and, like, well, yeah. it was a good summer, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hockey starts soon. You know, I don't know. I, fall's okay. I have nothing against fall. Yeah. And you went, uh, pumpkins you went to, are cool. Yeah. You went to a hockey thing this weekend. What was that? I did. Oh, you're just going to ask me straight off? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, me and my buddy Jonas, we went to um, the Sabres Prospect Challenge, which is like, they just get all their rookies in their system, and they uh, play other teams' rookies. So it was cool. They were playing the Bruins the night I went. Yesterday, they played the Penguins and scored like 10 goals or something ridiculous. It was neat. Uh, They did it at the Harbor Center in Buffalo, which is, uh, the Harbor Center is a hard thing to describe. It's like a training center for the hockey team. It has ice rinks that the college teams use and the women's professional team uses. It's also a Marriott hotel, and it's also a giant sports bar that's two <laughs> stories tall. So it's, but the whole building itself is what twenty stories. And then there are those little shops in the bottom. Oh, forgot about that. Then there's like a mall in the bottom. And a Tim Hortons. And a right? Tim Hortons. <laughs> but that's like a special Tim Hortons. It's like a hockey. It's the hockey theme. Tim Hortons. It's a hockey Tim Hortons. Yeah. Harbor Center's cool. Um, so I got to go, and it was neat. It was a uh, very, um, I don't know, it was like a close close quarters, you know, tight-knit. Mm-hmm. You were just right there. It was just. It was like going to any, high, any uh, ice rink. You were just right there, and the players are right there. And the bathrooms were like you shared the same bathrooms as the team and coaches, which is <laughs> really weird. Like I went into the bathroom, and there was just a coach also in there going to the bathroom. So it's like, all right. That is funny. Yeah, it was fun though. I liked it. We um we didn't stay the whole time because they sold it out. Like they sold too many tickets. Like I think like a thousand people fit in there and there were like twelve hundred people there. So like two hundred of us were just kinda standing to the side watching, but couldn't yeah. really see much. Mm. It was fun though. I'm glad I went. It was a interesting Saturday night and it was something to do to get my mind off football because my mind has been on football for a while and then the Bills game happened Sunday. Don't really need to talk about it. It was really bad. <laughs> so, like, that's a bummer. Like, you wait nine months for a game, and then it was just a big dud. Yeah. So, what did you do on Saturday? What did I do on Saturday? So, I hung out with our cousins, Brooke and Erica, and we went to the Meyer Brothers Cider Mill. Um, and this is, like, the first weekend that they were open, I think. And we got some apple cider donuts and some apple cider. I got an apple cider slushy, And it was really, like, it was nice. But once again, I was also sad because this means fall is starting. And there was, like, a line out the door. And it was super packed. So we were waiting for a long time. But everything was delicious. And then we, like, just hung out and, like, ate and went shopping and stuff. Yeah. But, on, but on Sunday... 
I woke up and went to the cat cafe that just opened in Buffalo. It's called Perfect. Um, I we make a point to go to cat cafes like fairly frequently. Um, yes, but I should point out that I did not go to this. You did not. No. Mm-hmm. So we didn't spend a ton of time together this weekend, but it's kind of cool that we get to talk on the podcast and see what the other did. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, so I went to this cat cafe. Um, if you're on, if you're not familiar with what a cat cafe is, it's literally what it sounds like. It's a cafe where you can get like coffee and drinks or snacks or whatever, and they have cats there. And for the most part, they are adoptable, like most frequently. Um, this one in particular, they had like house cats that they adopted, so they were like permanent residents, and then they also had cats that were up for adoption from like a local shelter. So, I don't know if we've talked about other cat cafes on this podcast, because we've gone to a few. Maybe we can do a whole episode on cat cafes. But mm-hmm. how did this one fare compared to the other ones you've been to? Because we've probably been to close to 10 now. Yeah. Um. Aside from... So, I don't I don't want to give them, like, a whole review or anything. No, 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 no. And we have no, we have no ties to this, yeah. this company, so, like, we're not trying to put them down or bring them up. We don't, yeah. We don't have, like, a strong opinion. I'm just saying, like... You know, what kind of cat cafe was it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, so they they are planning on opening, like, a restaurant portion. Mm -hmm. So right now there isn't food. So there are, like, packaged snacks and packaged drinks um, that you can buy. And they're going to open, like, a cafe side later that's, like, a separate address. So it's, like, um, like, it's a building, and they have both of the storefronts at the bottom of the building, yep. but they're separate. Yeah, okay. So, so like, there'll be separate entrances. Right. Which I think is, like, the smartest way to do it because there are all these laws about where you can have animals in relation to, like, your kitchen. So I guess that'll be neat when they actually open it. But for right now, it's just a counter, and you walk in, and it's a room full of cats, which is kind of neat, but it was also, like, a little, like, crazy. Like, what? They would, they would do that? But there were, like, two doors that you could, like, like, um... If a cat did escape out of the first door, then essentially there's a second door, Mm -hmm. a second holding um, area. But it was better. It it was probably one of the better cat cafes we've been to. Because we have been to some that are just like tiny and kind of gross and a little dingy. But this one was clean um, and like the space was pretty well laid out. And there there was space, so I didn't feel like I was on top of anybody. And they only... Um, do like a certain number of reservations per hour. So I think it's probably the same amount of people are allowed in as the amount of cats that are there. So it was good. I didn't feel like there were too many people for the amount of cats or anything. It was good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I maybe will try that cat cafe out sometime, but when they open like an actual place to get food, maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, we can go back. I don't know. I feel like cat, ca- cat cafes are starting to lose the glow, like, in my eyes, you know? Like, I don't find myself enjoying it as much as I think that I will going into it. Yeah, and, like, fully transparent, we toyed with the idea of opening one for a mm-hmm. long time. Like, a really long time, and a lot of people who are close to us know that. You know, I went to, I went to school and researched a lot into it, and uh, we we really went, made it a purpose that everywhere we went, we would go to a cat cafe um, and yeah, it, it, that's one of the reasons I'm not necessarily interested in going to this one because 
I knew I knew one would work in Buffalo and we just didn't pull <laughs> the trigger and now there are two in Buffalo or there's, yeah, there's another one coming. Another one's coming. And it's frustrating because the streets that I studied to open the Cat Cafe are the streets that they're opening on. So I'm a little uh, frustrated. But, you know, I mean, I can't be super mad. I didn't move forward with it. These people did and, and good for them. And hopefully their businesses are a big success. You know? Yeah. So we knew it would work and it did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I feel like cats, you have to have a special cat to really thrive in that sort of environment. And it seems like a lot of work would go into finding those special cats. Yeah, and I I honestly think that what you just said, um, other cat cafes don't necessarily think the same way. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's why I... It's just I'm not super interested in going, you know? I mean, if it's perfect, it's perfect. If it's not, then I'm probably going to be a little nitpicky on it. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so now that we got our weekend festivities out of the way. Yes. What do you want to talk about? Uh, Well, <laughs> we're lucky enough to see how many people listen to each podcast. And we found out that you guys like when we talk theme parks. <laughs> And we also like talking about theme parks. So today will be Theme Parks Part 2 on a series of as many as we can make it. (laughs) So why do you think that people are so interested in theme parks other than they're super fun and everybody has some experience with like some level of theme park? We just answered it. That's it? It's fun and everyone has experience. (laughs) They're designed for you to have a good time and Mm -hmm. spend money, but have a good time. And uh, really, if a theme park is good, it appeals to everybody, young or old or male or female. So that's why I think people kind of have a connection to theme parks. Okay. Yeah. It connects to almost everybody. And I know there's a part of the population that doesn't like theme parks, and that's cool. Like, I'm not going to force theme parks on everybody. Also, theme parks don't really give a vibe of the area. They're not good for that. So if you're traveling and then you go to a theme park, don't judge that area on the theme park because there's almost no relation. That's like judging a city on their McDonald's, essentially. You just don't do that. (laughs) You know, and um, yeah, theme parks are... I listen to other podcasts about theme parks and they're popular, so I get it. People like to talk about theme parks. Yeah. It's also something that they don't let you down too much. Perfect example, I'm an avid sports fan and the bills did terrible last sunday and you know when they do that terrible you kind of don't want to talk about it but theme parks rarely let you down you know (laughs) yeah i guess i see that they Um, can't like how would they let you down you know what i mean It's, it's it's almost rare when they do let you down yeah, I guess. I can think of a few instances, but mm. yeah. Um, so what I think is really interesting is that, I and I'm sure that it's just because Buffalo is the first city that we've moved to after Orlando, but it seems like everybody up here has some tie to Disney. Like they either vacation there as kids or they did the college program or they want to vacation there. You know, like everybody's super into this idea of Disney that I just didn't see in the South. So I think... That Disney markets harder the further you are from them in this country. Oh, that makes sense. So they don't target Georgia because you're there. You're 
in their minds, you're a day's drive away. Yeah. So they're not marketing you as hard. They want to market the people from New York because when we come down, we're coming down for a week or two. That makes the sense. The people coming from Georgia, they might come for a day. Yeah. Or two days. Yeah. And they might come for a week, but there's not as much targeting to them. They want to target the family from Minnesota who's stuck in a snowstorm that wants to go to Florida for two weeks. Yeah, I think, yes, I think you're right. Because when I was in college, like the first time I went to Disney, I did just go down for a weekend. Like we drove the five hours down, we spent the whole weekend there, and we drove the five hours back like super late Sunday night. Yeah, and like Disney doesn't need to market to that audience. That Mm -hmm. audience is going to find a way. But the people further away and the people up here, they target to us. They're getting Mm. a big... Big incentive because they're going to stay there. They're going to do all that sort of thing. So yeah. that's probably why. Also, um, Disney is American as American can be. <laughs> it's that company, you know, like it's up there with American companies and people just know it and recognize it. And Disney's been the leader in entertainment for so long, whether people like it or not, that you know of Disney. And Disney has a perfect record with children so people with kids are instantly going to think of them first yeah over anywhere else so there's a lot of signs that point towards disney yeah yeah it must just be like the marketing like you said because i even as a kid and the foothold is there the foothold is there disney has it and they're not letting go and they have standards that other places just don't have yeah even as a kid like i don't really remember like i didn't watch a lot of tv but i don't remember a single disney commercial like come to the parks, you know, yeah. and like up here, if you turn the TV on, like seriously, every yeah, every commercial break, whatever show you're watching, yeah. there is a Disney World um, ad. But they don't need to add. They don't need to. Like I said before, they just yeah. don't need to do it. Yeah. In a certain area. Oh, that's interesting. I never yeah. thought about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that's why there's a lot of foreign people from specific countries. Well, a lot yeah. of people from Brazil, a lot of people from England, and I'm sure they're marketing in those places as hard as they can. You know. Yeah. I did wonder about that because we would get like a lot of, well, maybe this was back when Shanghai wasn't like, wasn't open yet, but we would get a lot of like Asian visitors and it's like, you guys have Tokyo and Shanghai. Why are you here? But it's different. It's different. Also, you know, Disney World and Disneyland are, Mm -hmm. they are true Disney places, you know, like Walt had a hand in both of them and uh, they're different, you know, and it, it. they're also in this country, and I, I haven't been to the other Disney parks, so I can't tell this, but based on what I've heard in other podcasts and what I've seen and videos and stuff, is that the Disneys in other, other countries are, are not exactly the same. You know, like uh, when we worked at Disney, you know, like we can just openly talk about it, worked at Disney, they, they would tell us about how like, oh, certain things are different in Shanghai because of the culture, mm-hmm. and certain things are different in France because of the culture, and it just is that way. So yeah. maybe they want the Americanized Disney experience. I guess Disney World is a little more immersive than the different land parks across the world, too. Yeah. Disney World's also a juggernaut. It's it's four theme parks. It's two water parks. Mm-hmm. It's 30-plus <laughs> hotels. It's, yeah. a, it's a shopping district. It's, it's its own transportation system. I mean, it has a, so many reasons for people to flock there. Yeah, it's know? really like its own city. Yeah. It is. It actually is. Yeah. It is recognized as its own place, what? which is amazing. Yeah, we can talk about that later. Some other okay. Time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I think today that we should talk about, since last time we talked about parks and like our favorites and like the ones that we were a little disappointed in, I think we should talk about rides. Yes. So you kind of started talking about Disney a lot. I think 
that we should have two categories in this. Mm-hmm. We should have our favorite theme park rides, mm-hmm. non-roller coaster, and favorite theme park rides, roller coaster. Okay. Because so, you... I don't think it's fair to combine the two. What? Okay. I like it. So 10 overall 10 rides. 10 overall? That's a lot of rides. Yeah. But I know you can do it. <sighs> okay. Um, let's do non-roller coaster rides first. Are we going to start at like our f- number five and then go up to number one? Sure. Uh, we don't have these written down, though, so let's just kind of <laughs> spitball and talk about them, and then the five will be the five in no order. Okay, so no order. No order. You just say them when you say them. Living with the land. Living with the land is an Epcot ride. <laughs> um, let's just, by the way, let's describe each ride yes. because there's almost no way everyone's been on every yes. single ride that we've been on, and if they have been on all the rides, then yeah, so be it. So uh, living with the land is what? How about you describe your rides? I'll describe my rides. Okay. So at Epcot, there's the land pavilion. And within the land pavilion is the ride living with the land. And it starts, so it's like a boat ride. Um, And it starts with like talking about farming and like the history of agriculture and all that. But then it ends in a greenhouse. And you get to like ride through this greenhouse that Disney maintains. And the food that they grow there is actually what's used in like their restaurants there which is so cool and like the information that you're getting is pretty neat but like just seeing like all of these like weird crazy plants is like amazing to me like the the stuff that they're growing in there is so cool like they have a tomato tree that like harvests like hundreds and hundreds of tomatoes instead of like a little vine that would only I don't know, harvest like 20 tomatoes in its lifetime. This tree like continues to grow and like produces like season after season. And they have like other cool stuff like five pound lemons, like just stuff that you don't really see. And I love it. Like every time we go to Epcot, I want to ride it. <laughs> yeah, so Living with Lane is not in my top <laughs> not in my top 5, but it is a fantastic ride. Um it has, you know, some show elements. There's uh, some animatronics in the beginning. There's dark ride aspects, and then it opens up into the the uh, greenhouse, and then it goes into a, a fishery where you see all the live fish. Uh, it's a cool ride. It's um it's one you should go on if you go to Epcot. It's a good ride. It's a Disney ride. It's a unique ride. You're not gonna find it anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's okay. it's a it's worth being in your top five, but um, it's not really in my top five. Okay, so what's in your top five? Um, so number five is going to surprise you. You've probably never been on it, but the, at Hershey Park, there is the Hershey Park Chocolate World, which is outside of Hershey Park, and there is a ride that takes you through a fake factory with singing cows. Um, it is an awesome ride. It's an Omnimover. You sit in seats and they pull you across a path and you go through and they show you how they make chocolate and it's wonderful and fun. It's free, by the way. Chocolate World is free. You don't have to pay to go there. Um, it's open year round. It's really cool. Um, it's a piece of Disney that's not in Disney. It's a non. It's not Disney. It's Hershey Park, and uh, they they did such a cool job with it. And uh, you know, the first time I went on it, I was just kind of blown away. Like, whoa, this is at Hershey Park because Hershey Park is kind of just like a theme park, you know. And then like they kind of go above and beyond with certain things, and they went above and beyond with that. So the Hershey Park chocolate tour in chocolate world <laughs> is my number five okay yeah. okay um the singing cows i mean come on 
All right, I can see. I can see that. I have not been to Hershey Park, though, so I can't really relate. Yep. Um, maybe one day, and maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, so I'm having a hard time thinking of non-Disney rides, just because they have so many non-roller coasters that when I think of non-roller coaster rides, I think of Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So I think my next one would have to be... What's that? Midway Mania and Hollywood Studios. Toy Story Studios. Midway Mania. Yep. So in Hollywood Studios, they have Toy Story Land, um, which is still being developed right now. But one of the Mm-mm. no, it's open. It's open. Yeah. It's oh, open. okay. Um. So you ride in a little cart. I just love the theming. Like Toy Story, it was such a good movie. All three of them. They're all fantastic movies, and all the characters are amazing. And the theming in that area is just amazing like you walk in and you feel like you're toy sized like everything's gigantic and like you like the attention to detail like like you look around and it looks like andy's room and like toys are scattered all over the place anyway so that's the line and then you get on the ride and it's one it's like a shooter Mm -hmm. i don't know um so your little car has these little like cannons that you pull the string to um shoot and it just takes you to various um, like giant screens and you just like shoot stuff on them. I don't know. It's, it's hard to describe, but it's really fun. Yeah, it's cool. Um, it's nowhere near my top five, but it is a fun ride. It's super popular. It's ridiculously popular. Probably one of the most popular rides in all of Disney World, um, but for good reason. It's really, it's, it's well done. They themed it perfectly. Um, it's 3D, which knocks it down a couple points for me because I hate 3D stuff. <laughs> but it's smooth. It's fluent. It's fun. Every time you do it, you get in a little competition with your car, and that's cool. So it's different every time you ride it. Yeah, that's a great choice. Um, you're talking about Toy Story Minuania, and you're kind of like stealing my thunder a little bit. But, um, well, no. I, this one was kind of a toss-up, right? So this next one's at Universal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the oldest ride at Universal. And it is E.T. Oh. E.T. Um, at Universal. And the reason it's on my list is because <laughs> it is awesome. It's a cool dark ride. Even the queue, like even when you're waiting in line, is beautiful. There's animatronics. There's You're in like a big forest waiting in line. This ride is so cool. You get in a you get in a car that's suspended above you, but you're sitting on fake bikes and you're all kind of together and you're supposed to be riding a bike through it. It's so awesome. So it starts off like the chase scene in the movie, but then you like fly over the moon and you fly over the city and it's got that like Peter Pan feel where you're flying over a little city and then you go to E.T.'s crazy drug world where all the E.T.'s are singing and shooting water everywhere and it's... <laughs> I love that ride. It's unique. It's different. It's something that would never be built today, period. Um, It's something that you need to ride, and you need to ride the next time you go to Universal because it might not exist in the future because Universal destroys everything old, and they bring in something new. And E.T. has stood the test of time. It is a cool ride. It's hidden away in the kids' area, but it's something you should do once. It smells good, too. E.T. Yeah, has a smell. Yeah, it's got cool smells. It has its own smell. Mm-hmm. They I'm, should candle that smell. Yeah, I'm sure it is, but I'm not sure. Like, I'm not really sure what the smell is, but yes, it smells very good in there. Yeah, it's um, it's 
a really cool dark ride and uh, people need to check it out because who knows this it could be gone in five years yeah the forest walkthrough is really cool yeah the the waiting line is awesome Mm-hmm. And they, they're, it's one of those lines where they stagger it. So, like, in one area you watch a video, in one area you walk around. It's good. You're waiting in line, but you don't feel like you're in line. Yeah. I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Harry Potter does a good job at that, too, but Harry mm-hmm. Potter is nowhere in my top five. No. Well, I've, I've not ridden the Gringotts ride. But, Which is awesome, yeah. But the, the, the one Harry Potter ride that I have ridden was awful. And, I mean, I'm sure they fixed it since I've ridden it because I wrote it, like, when they opened but it was like terrible. It gave me a headache. I hated it. Like whatever. <laughs> but the theming was great. The theming is amazing, and you know they have that option to skip the line. Like if you're, is it if you're a one person writer or if you have the fast pass thing? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, one of the yeah. Yeah, there's an option to skip like the queue, and why would you ever do that? Because that's part like that's half of what makes the ride. Oh, so good. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That ride is totally the queue is involved in that ride. So yeah, yeah. Uh, number four on my list is E. T. Yeah. Universal. Um, so I'm not, I don't know if this is just like me as a person. Maybe I just like shooting. But another ride from Universal is the Men in Black ride. Yeah, okay, cool. So that you, you <laughs> went with Men in Black. I was kind of up in the air between E.T. and Men in Black for Universal. So mm-hmm. I'm glad you went with Men in Black because it's yeah. a great ride. It is so much fun. So I like the theming a lot because Men in Black is like one of my one of my favorite movies from like my childhood like I just have a pretty distinct memory of watching it repeatedly with my dad um but the queue is cool like you see all the different aliens like in their offices and such um and it's another shooting game like you are in a little cart and it wheels you around and you have your little laser gun and you shoot at things like animatronics and cardboard cutouts and stuff I don't know it's really fun yeah it's cool and then you know, there's comic relief in that, too. In the queue line, they have this, like, 1960s cartoony vibe, which they kind of they kind of get from the movie. It's cool. And even the outside of the building looks cool, and there's, like, fake elevator prank in the front. I, Men of Black's a great ride, and it's totally worth doing, and there's never a long line. Just like E.T., there's never a long line for Men of Black, so go out and ride it. There's no reason not to. Yeah, I think I can't. I don't know if this is the the right ride, but isn't this the one where if you grab one of the handles on one of the doors, it like glows bright green or something? Am I thinking of something else? I, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know. Okay. What's your next one? What's my next one? Okay. So we've gone to Hershey Park in Chocolate Worlds. Mm-hmm. We've gone to Universal with E.T. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's time I take a trip to the mouse, right? Mm-hmm. I haven't been to the mouse yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, uh, number three is, uh, the Muppet Vision 3D. Oh, of, of it's course. It's Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> um, I love the Muppets. I've never not loved the Muppets. They're hilarious. This is, if you did not know, the last thing Jim Henson worked on before he died. Um, this ride needs to be preserved. Hollywood Studios is going through an utter facelift and change, and, they need to keep this ride, and I really hope they do. It's not really a ride. It's like a movie experience, um, but it's it's hilarious, and there's great visual props that happen around the theater, and it's timeless. I just think they could run that show forever, and people will still ride it and or you know view it, I guess, but it's, it's great. It's one that works well for 
everyone from young to old. And it's hilarious. Like, there's... It's classic. I think they could keep that around for 50 years and it would be fine. Muppet Vision 3D is hilarious. And it's 3D and it's on my list. The 3D is minimal. Um, There's like one scene that I don't really like with some CGI. But besides that, it's great. (laughs) It's, It's hilarious. And every time you ride it. I get every time you go into it, I get a laugh. Yeah, and it's uh, it's almost perfect, right? Muppet Vision 3D. If you haven't done it and you've gone to Disney, shame on you. I wouldn't really consider this a ride, but okay, it's an attraction. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, I'm. I was just thinking, like, okay, that's yeah. fair. It's not really a ride, but I'm still keeping it on the list. Okay, that's fine. Um, so my next one is at, I think it's at Islands of Adventure. Um, Spider-Man? Yep, Islands of Adventure. Oh, that's such a fun ride. So, Universal, I feel like, has done a lot of these, like, you're in a car, and there are 3D screens all over, and we're gonna move it around, you know? Like, that sort of thing. Um, so it's, like, a way to get a lot of entertainment out of a small space, um, by using all of these 3D, um, walls and stuff. But I think Spider-Man was the first one in the park. Yeah, Spider-Man was... The first one of its kind for any ride. And when it first opened, it was extremely popular. And to this day, it's still popular. Yeah. So, like, even after riding, like, Transformers and... Um... Transformers, by the way, is the same type of ride. Yeah, yeah. But it's just newer. So, so even after riding Transformers and um, Despicable Me and Harry Potter and Simpsons, like, after riding all of those, I still think that Spider-Man is better. Like, it's just so fun, and it, like, puts you into so many different positions. Like, at one point, you're, like, facing up, like, facing the ceiling, like, and the, I don't know, I feel like the CG is just responding perfectly with your car. Which is cool, because it's an older ride, and Mm -hmm. yeah, Spider-Man has held its ground for so long, and it's such a popular ride. Um, I hope they don't do the classic universal and update it and then change it too much because it's it's one of those things that um people need to see and it's cool i like spider-man i waited in long lines for spider-man um and it's it's a great ride i personally um i like transformers probably just as much i don't like transformers more than i like spider-man like the uh like the theme mm-hmm. but I, they're both such similar rides and they give you such similar feelings that you yeah. know like they're like the same in my mind so yeah spider-man's a great ride it's a great choice no yeah okay um i mean you're shooting me down for a movie not counting as a ride so i don't really know <laughs> if this next one counts but i'm sticking at disney that's fine and the next one is the carousel of progress okay yeah uh i get mm, yeah you move yeah okay, okay so fine. you move um if you haven't been to the carousel of progress wow shame on you um <laughs> it is a rotating theater where you get in and the theater moves in a giant circle. There's like a ring of seats. And each time the theater moves, you, you enter a new um, a new screen or a new stage. And the stage is full of animatronics. And it's like the 1910s and then the 1920s, 1940s, and then like the distant future. Um, it's classic. It's perfect. It has a million animatronics. It has a catchy song. It is fun for all ages. Again, I'm going to fall back on that fun for all ages thing. Carousel Progress is almost perfect. They do need to update the last scene 
they've needed to update it since I was a baby. Even when I was a baby, it felt out of place. Um, but it's such a perfect ride. It's one of those things that I hope Disney preserves forever. Keep it running forever. It's just a reminder of the man Walt Disney and everything about it is cool. Yeah, it's in Tomorrowland. It doesn't really fit in Tomorrowland, but it's perfect. I love it. It's one of those rides that I will ride every time I go to Disney. All right. So Carousel Progress 2. Okay. So this is my last one. Um, since you listed an attraction, I think I will also list an attraction. Um, so I have like a really lo- like a really long list of things that I like really want to do when we go to Disney. So like anytime we go to this park, I have like a couple of things that I like have to do while we're there. And this is one of them. Anytime we go to Magic Kingdom, I want to go to the Laugh Floor. It's hilarious. The Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. Yeah. So it's it's Monster Inc. Monsters Inc. themed and the they somehow like I don't I don't even know how they do it, but they like usher you into this theater and you sit there and they have people with cameras in the back like watching you and interacting with you but voicing the monsters on the screen. So it's like you're watching a movie, but the monsters are talking to you because it's an actor. You know, it's so funny. And so since the actors are different every time and like the audience, the audience is, different. is different every time. Like everybody reacts a little differently and the stories are always different and the people they choose are always different. It's hilarious. It's always funny, always different. Yeah. I Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor is, is <laughs> it's a great ride. Um, it replaces a ride or an attraction that I used to love as a kid called Timekeeper. Um, but this is one of those ones where like the replacement I find value in. I like this ride. It's hilarious. It doesn't belong in Tomorrowland at all, but it's a good attraction. It's funny. I've had times where I've been part of the show where they've picked me as one of the characters, and it's fun to interact with. It's different every time you do it. Yes, it's one of those things you should do when you go to Disney World. So yeah, that's a, that's a good, another good pick, too. I've never been a part of the show, but I have been one of the people. So like before the show starts, they like will put the camera on somebody and write something funny underneath their picture. So like mine, I think it was like... I don't is like not having a good time or like wishes she could be somewhere else <laughs> like, but that's just my face I don't know but that's all that I've ever been chosen for I never get chosen for those things yeah, it's fun I've been chosen more times than I can remember <laughs> I don't know what it is when I go in there they just like pick me out um yeah I like Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor um my final ride is also at Disney uh, it's Dinosaur I've already spoken on how much I love this ride best dark ride out there the movements are great. It was great when I was a little kid. Countdown to Extinction. I was terrified of it, but I still wrote it. Now that I'm older, I love it. It's hilarious. It's not hilarious. Well, yeah, some of it's hilarious. It's great. The pre-show has got Bill Nye in it. Then there's like the Time Rover guy. And it's every bit of that ride is everything I love about Disney. And when people say they don't like Animal Kingdom, I get a little offended because my favorite ride is there. And Dinosaur is just the best. It's one of those things where, um, I don't know, like the people who say they don't like Dinosaur, I just question them. Like, how can you not like that ride? It's just awesome. (laughs) The animatronics are awesome. The special effects are perfect. The smells, the movements are great. It's one of those rides that only Disney could produce and only Disney can do it well. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. Okay. Yeah, it's just like Dinosaur number five. 
Let's kind of uh, let's kind of do rapid fire roller coasters. Yeah, I mean we don't really have to describe. We don't have to describe roller, roller coasters. coasters. Yeah. Okay. How about um, we just go back and forth? Okay. Shikra. Shikra is at. Well, let's just say where they're at. Okay. Shikra is a dive roller coaster at Tampa Bay Bush Gardens. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna stick in Tampa Bay Bush Gardens, right? Because that's the place is awesome. Yes. And I will put the Scorpion because it's the first roller coaster I've ever been on, and I just love it. I have to ride it when I'm there. Okay. Um, Mako at SeaWorld Orlando. Cool. I'm sticking with SeaWorld too, <laughs> and I'm going with Kraken, which I still think is one of the best roller coasters on the planet. It's very good. Yeah, super smooth. It's what twenty years old, and it feels like it was built yesterday. Okay. Um, at Universal Orlando. The Mummy. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to put it on my list because you put it on your list. I will say Apollo's Chariot at Bush Gardens Williamsburg oh, was my f- one of my favorite roller coasters. I've only been on it one time, and it's on my list. That's how much I like it. Wow. Okay. Um, I think my next one is the Superman at... Where, what is, Six Flags Over Georgia. Oh, okay. So, so this is different than the Ride of Steel at Darien Lake. Gotcha, okay. This one, you're like laying on your stomach. Cool. And it looks like you're flying over whatever, Metropolis? Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, I'll put a wooden roller coaster in. Uh, Lightning Racers at Hershey Park in Pennsylvania. Such a fun ride. Super smooth. Two wooden roller coasters that race each other. Love it. I'll ride it every time. I, wrote, I have this distinct memory of going there uh, as a group like a class field trip and i rode that thing like seven times hmm. super fun lightning racers bush garden or sorry lightning racers hershey park pennsylvania okay um cheetah hunt uh bush garden Tampa. we already talked about that though. Oh, great ride yeah yeah, yeah. um wow I'm is kinda... this number four for you or is are we done that was your last one i think right oh, okay i don't know well we'll do one extra one just in case <laughs> you got another one in you yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I will go with a Darien Lake ride because I've been going to Darien Lake since I was a little kid. And the Viper at Darien Lake. Okay. Super fun, old school roller coaster. Built in the 80s. It's got like a bunch of loops. It's a unique design. And it's one of those rides that I hope they preserve when it switches to Six Flags. You know, what I've only ridden once but was a fantastic ride, like which really surprised me, was the Leviathan at Canada's Wonderland. Yeah, that's a great choice. Leviathan at Canada's Wonderland. We waited so long for that ride. But it was totally worth it. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, Leviathan, Canada's Wonderland. I love that ride. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Good choice. Didn't even think about that one. Um, I'll do one more. I will do a roller coaster. Yep, that's a category. <laughs> you making fun of me? <laughs> Why are you making fun of me? <laughs> Stop. Okay. Stop. Um, roller coaster. Gosh, there's so many good roller coasters. There really are. Mm-hmm. Like I just. <sighs> Is it Kumba? Or yeah, Kumba. Yeah, it's Kumba. Kumba Bush Gardens, Tampa. Such fun ride. Old ride, but it feels like it's a new ride. That's, Every t- that's not the wooden run. No, one, that's the it? blue one in the back of the oh, park. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Kumba, Bush Gardens. And you know what? Best roller coaster theme park, Bush Gardens, Tampa. Yeah, totally. Yeah. SeaWorld is close behind. I love SeaWorld. Yeah, you had fun there. SeaWorld San Antonio had some cool roller coasters, too. Yeah. I could talk about roller coasters. We could have a whole episode on roller coasters if you want. SeaWorld Orlando has four. Four roller coasters and they're all awesome. Yeah, they're all really good. They're well maintained and they're just like super fun, well well developed. Um, And Busch Gardens is like 
under the same corporate umbrella as SeaWorld. Yep. But so, they have like 10. Yeah, they have way more. Great. And, and it's way more spread out than SeaWorld Orlando, but like still amazing roller coasters. Yeah. So uh, do we have any questions this week, Esther? We do. Um, we have one question from Justin. And he asks if you could yeah. take a ride from Darien Lake and replace it with another ride from a different theme park, what would you do? Okay, so um, I think a lot of people would think I would put a Disney ride there. I won't put a Disney ride at Darien Lake because Darien Lake is not that sort of theme park. Mm -hmm. So I will go kind of out of the blue and I will pick um, a ride at SeaWorld. Really? Yeah, and it is Kraken. Oh, Kraken okay. the roller coaster. I love it. It's the best roller coaster. If it was at Darien Lake, we'd be going to Darien Lake a lot more. <laughs> I yeah. love Kraken. So fun. much fun. So I feel like Darien Lake. Oh, wait, what would you replace at Darien Lake? Oh, what would I replace at Darien Lake? Um, Like I have to pull a ride out. Like, yeah. I have to pull a ride out. Yeah. Okay, maybe like uh, the Mind Eraser. It's a fun roller coaster, but um, it just needs some TLC. Oh, that's funny because that's what I would take out too. Okay. Because it's miserable. Or maybe the wooden roller coaster, <laughs> the Predator. That one. Needs, that one's also bad. That one needs some TLC. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so I would remove the Mind Eraser. Okay. And I think that Darien Lake has enough roller coasters. Okay. And it like it could really use a super themed water ride okay i think um and that's why i would choose the dudley d right ride from islands of adventure yeah that's a great ride i don't like water rides but that ride is awesome it's so fun mm -hmm. and like but it has by the way some water rides you get wet on this water ride you get <laughs> you disgustingly get wet like you might as well just jump into a lake yeah, so they already have that water like park within the park, so I think that this works there because mm -hmm. there are other places that you could go soaking wet. It doesn't really work at Islands of Adventure because there are like no other water rides. So no, you're just, no, like... that's not true. Islands of Adventure has too many water rides. Like what? Popeye. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Dudley Do Right. That's way too many for a theme Three? park. Three. Three. How many? How many really, water rides are at Disney? You don't even really get wet on Popeye, though. Oh, that's not true. You get soaked. Okay. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so I don't really like water rides in general. Yeah, I I do. Only if I have like I don't know. I you have, have to, to be, prepare. Yeah, I have to be in the right mindset. Like I can't like have my phone on me and my purse and stuff, and like be wearing jeans. Like I'm not into it. But if I'm like prepared for it and only came with like I don't know a debit card, then I'm fine. Um, but the Dudley Do Right ride is just like super fun, and it's just a ride that I feel like is made entirely to just get you wet and cool you off because it's in Florida. Yeah. And it ends with like this stupid high drop. Yeah, it's a fun ride, um, and it's themed really well. Mm -hmm. If I really like Rocky and Bullwinkle, and that's the closest thing I'm going to get to a Rocky and Bullwinkle <laughs> ride. So I love it, but I don't ride it a lot. I've only been on it a few times because I just don't do water rides. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that they need, like, um, what's it, Cali River Rapids or something, but mm -hmm. they do already have, like, a water raft yeah, ride Yeah, and there. people like them. They, they yeah. ride them there. Um, Esther, how can people get in touch with us? 
Um, so we have a Facebook page. You can follow us on Facebook. It's the Esther and Jeff podcast on Facebook. If you just type in Esther and Jeff, it will be the first thing to pop up. Yeah, so if you want to leave us a comment, question, suggestion. Or just like the page. Or just like it and like tell us how awesome we are. Um, if you have the Anchor app, you can leave us a voicemail. Mm-hmm. That's always really cool and really fun for us. Yep. Um, and that's basically it, right? Yeah, that's it. Um... I had fun. Hopefully next week we'll have a little more to talk about. Maybe it'll be Theme Parks Part 3 or maybe it'll be something else. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, episode 14. I had a good one. Did you have a good one? This one's long. We it went long a, today. It is long. We were shooting for a half hour. We did not achieve. Yeah, you're a rambling man. You rambled. It wasn't <laughs> me. Okay. Well, I think that's it. We'll see you guys next week. Yep. See you next week. Bye.